0: Hi. Hello. How are you, my weird friends? Welcome back to Pocket Full of Crime. If you are new, welcome. This is a true crime podcast covered by yours truly, your host, me, Rachel. If you like true crime, murder mysteries, unsolved cases, missing persons, and more, then you stumbled upon the right show. I upload weekly on Wednesdays. I find cases that interest me or my listeners, and recently have been covering more missing persons cases as well. I do my research. I write my own script. I dig deep into all the known facts, interviews, articles, and testimonies. Then I bring it here to you. You get to sit back, relax, and listen to my story time this week we are covering the case of Rita Roy. Roy, 69 year old grandmother from Manchester, New Hampshire. She was born January 2nd, 1922 to her parents, Joseph and Mary Fortin in New Hampshire. Rita Roy was married July 4th, 1942 to Leo Albert Roy in Manchester. Manchester is in South central New Hampshire. 18 miles south of Concord, which is the capital of the state, and 51 miles northwest of Boston. As per the 2018 census, population was estimated at 112,525. In 2015, CNNMoney.com ranked Manchester number one in the U.S. for small businesses, as well as in 2009, was ranked 13th in the top 100 best cities to live in the U.S. Rita was described as the matriarch of this close-knit family. Her grandson Jeff even said, "Quote: She was always there. We spent a lot of weekends with her, just cooking breakfast and sleeping over—typical grandmother stuff. She was a very giving person." Once Rita retired in 1984 from GTE Sylvania. She still volunteered her time and love. She connected with the Easter Seals foster grandparent program. She volunteered as a grandparent figure to infants and toddlers in foster care. If that isn't the sweetest thing you've ever heard, then I don't know what is. My grandparents were such a crucial part of my life. Some of my best childhood memories involve my grandparents. I think this is such a sweet gesture and way to serve her community. The community thought very highly of Rita. Nothing she did went unnoticed or underappreciated. Rita was actually set to receive an award for her outstanding work as a volunteer in Manchester. She was set to receive this award on May 20th, 1991. Sadly, she would never be able to receive that award. That award that was so very important to herself, but also her family and community. Rita planned on attending this recognition ceremony alone. Her family had plans to celebrate over that weekend. So that day, May 20th, Rita made her way to town alone. On this particular day, there was more than one event and show taking place near the event center she was headed. This made parking very slim tight and difficult to find. Rita searched for parking near the event center, finally finding a spot on the fourth and top level of a parking garage. The fourth level was actually open and exposed to the outside. Rita's grandson, Jeff, stated this level would have been actually preferred by his grandmother. Rita didn't particularly like parking in parking garages. She felt more safe outside. It was now 1130 a.m. once Rita parked her car. She made her way to the elevator, planning to ride it down to the first level. However, she wouldn't even make it to the elevator. Rita stood outside of the elevator, waiting for the doors to open. When she was attacked, she never seen it coming. A detective covering the case, Detective Hobbs with MPD, stated, "You have your high-risk victims, low-risk victims, and no-risk victims. Rita was your no-risk victim." She was violently murdered. At first, I thought I understood exactly what he was referring to about high and low-risk victims, but I decided to dig a little bit deeper into the terminology of this to help you understand better. So, I originally thought the high-risk and low-risk victim meant risk for the attacker. Who makes an easier target? Who is able to defend themselves versus who is easily overpowered? I learned that a high-risk victim is actually a person who is more likely to be a victim of a crime or attack. So this category would include sex workers, people who are out and about or work night hours, people who interact with strangers, drug users, or people who congregate in street groups or gangs. This demographic would make you a higher risk, easier target. Low-risk victims usually remain close to home or work generally do not frequently visit places they do not know well. They lock their doors at night, hold steady jobs, and have numerous friends. People who are more aware of their surroundings. This would put you in the category of a low-risk and unlikely victim. Now, a no-risk victim is just that, someone who you'd never expect to fall victim to a crime or attack. A person who is aware of their surroundings, cautious, maybe even superstitious, Doesn't travel places alone or to large cities often. Rita just so happened to be a no-risk victim, but caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Rita was stabbed multiple times. She stumbled about 20 to 25 feet, trying to escape back out to the upper level towards her car, before she collapsed. Only moments later, a woman exited the elevator, alarmed by the fresh trail of blood, leading to unconscious Rita. The police and paramedics were notified immediately. Rita was rushed to a nearby hospital where she unfortunately died from her sustained wounds. Who could have done this? Who sees an older woman and decided to just make her their next unlucky victim? I do not know if Rita was robbed or what the motive was for this attack, none of which would make it any easier to understand. Police started interviewing hundreds of people and possible witnesses that were in the area of the events taking place that day. Police compiled enough description and testimony to compile a person of interest to be on the lookout for. A suspicious white male, around 35 to 45 years of age, standing 5'8 to 6'3", slim build, wearing glasses. Only two days later, the police department released a composite sketch of the person of interest to the local media outlets. The initial media attention and coverage brought hope for a quick and easy road to justice. The sketch brought in many tips for police to investigate. Detective Hobbs stated, quote, When you're not looking for a white male wearing glasses, you don't see him. But when that description went out on the news, every white male wearing glasses was called and reported to the police. The investigators exhausted every potential person of interest even traveling around New England, knocking on door to door. All those who were interviewed were eventually cleared. In 1991, the investigations looked much different than they do today. They went off of eyewitnesses and confessions. This case had none of that. No surveillance video, no cell phones to track, no witnesses, and no confession. Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and months turned into years. 28 years later, and Rita Roy's case remains unsolved, no person of interest, and now sits with the cold case unit. The case is still open, and investigators continue to pursue new leads. They are hoping with the development of technology and testing, it is only a matter of time and patience, they will soon be able to serve justice for Rita and her family. Since this is a open case, I will add resources so you can contact with any information in regards to Rita Roy's murder. You can call the Manchester Police Department at 603-668-8711. You can also contact the Cold Case Unit, New Hampshire Police Major Crime Unit, located at 33 Hazen Drive in Concord, New Hampshire. Their phone number is 603-271-2663. You can also email at coldcaseunit at dos.nh.gov. That is all I have for you this Wednesday. I wanted to thank a follower, Jeff who suggested this case on my Instagram. He is actually retired from MPD, Manchester Police Department. So thank you for your suggestion. I did email Jeff, hoping to gather some more information in detail. If and when Jeff provides any, I will be glad to cover those in an update episode. If you aren't already, go follow Pocket Full of Crime on Facebook and Instagram. Let's get social. If you like my content and liked this episode, Do me a solid and share this episode and my show with your friends and family, or your cat. Give me a rating and a review. They help my show grow, and I, of course, love reading all the reviews from my sweet listeners, even my shitty ones who left me a one-star rating. Yeah, I'm still holding a grudge for that. Until next time, stay weird, my friends. Oh, and one more thing. Hi, Mom.